Hello, hello. Welcome to the fourth episode of Buzztown After the Buzzer. Uh, my name is Jack Purdy. I am the assistant sports editor at The Technique. Uh, I also host a, another podcast called Tech Lively, which is technically the feed that this is on, um, just because we already had an established feed where we had a subscriber base. Um, but this little mini-series is just covering the women's basketball team here at Georgia Tech uh, until the end of their season, which hopefully will stretch into April at the Final Four in Minneapolis, but we'll see about that. Um, so it's just me this episode. Uh, couldn't find a guest, but that's okay. Uh, last night was the second of three games in Georgia Tech's final homestand. Uh, we were playing Notre Dame. Uh, Tech is now 16th ranked by the AP. Uh, our first game as a 16th ranked team. Uh, and Notre Dame is 19th ranked, so it was another ranked on rank for the Jackets, which the ACC is just absolutely stacked in the top six teams. So, I mean, they were bound to happen, and there will be more coming in the ACC tournament. Uh, but we were fighting for control of the fourth spot in the ACC, which is important because the with how they do the scheduling for that tournament, the first top four teams get uh, get to skip a couple rounds, which means, crucially, they get a couple more days rest uh, and will be able to face teams that have played multiple days in a row, probably, maybe. Um, and so it's a huge upside to just getting up the standings as much as possible just to avoid injury, really. Uh, so this was also the second largest home crowd of the season for the Jackets. There was 3,099... Excuse me. 3,099 registered uh, gate entries. Uh, so really good, really good job by the fans uh, last night. Uh, UConn, I believe, was the larger game, the larger game. Uh, but it, this was a, it was a tight game. It was a good time slot to eight o'clock on a Thursday. Not, not, not a bad time to, to go to a basketball game. This was also Tech's play for K game, which uh, we also did at North Carolina State. Uh, it is a cancer aware- awareness game that a bunch of women's teams put on the schedule. K Yao, it's a, it's in a. Something that Kay Yao started. She is the late North Carolina State head coach uh, who also died of cancer. And so she basically implemented this thing Implemented this thing where uh, teams can dedicate one game of their schedule to cancer awareness. Uh, and for Tech, this is a notable year in that department because uh, one of our assistant coaches, Tasha Butts, is currently battling breast cancer right now and still coaching at the same time. Uh, so this was a big night. It was a big night for the team and campus to celebrate her and all she's done to help uh, other people fight cancer as well. Uh, there was a bunch of cancer survivors that came on the floor at halftime, and Tasha gave a speech. It was really beautiful. Uh, so definitely find the video of that if you're able. And so the game itself, uh, this was another loss to the Jackets. There's three, three. They've lost three of their last four, including back to uh, not back to back home. They won last game. Um, Notre Dame won 72 to 66. It was Tech's second straight overtime game. That's what I was trying to say. Uh, and again, it was Lodemai Latson and that made a last second one of the last second layups to really shape how the game was going to finish uh, at the end uh, she made a layup with uh, 18 seconds left in this game uh, Notre Dame though they had the lead early uh, and pretty much kept it until uh, Tech had a small lead for a tad tad bit in the fourth quarter Tech did start with the lead but it wasn't that long my um, played all 45 minutes for the second straight game she had 24 today uh, in this game, Dina Stratman was finally back from injury. She did not start. Uh, Sarah Bates still got the start, but she was able to come off the bench for 24 minutes. Uh, she made a couple of shots. Uh, so it was good to at least see her in a little bit of a rhythm uh, in, in warm-ups before the game. She was looking great, at least from her corner threes, which is her, her shot. Um, Bates, though, did get all of the overtime minutes in her spot. Um, every Notre Dame starter got 10-plus points. It was they, they they have a very, very impressive squad. I mean, they definitely deserve their ranking, if not higher. Uh, Olivia Miles, who Nell Fortner, after the game, was basically referring to as a professional already, 
and this is not going to be her last year in college ball. She led the the, uh, the Irish with 18 points, um, an absolute stud. That girl, she can really get around the paint well. She can move well, got enough size to defend a little bit. So it's going to be someone that's going to be really fun to watch going forward. Uh, Maya Dodson was just killer down low for the Irish. Uh, I mean, our text, what a text offensive uh, advantages is the size between Kubai and Hermosa, and they're able to do a high-low kind of thing, and they just could not figure it out. Uh, uh, Notre Dame was playing a 2-3 zone, and they just were able to lock down the buck, the bat underneath the basket in a way that Tech usually does. Um, but this was, the Notre Dame had that, and Maya Dotson was a huge part of that. She did get to four fouls. Uh, she was at three in the third quarter, as I noted in my notes uh, during the game. I was like, okay, that's something to work up for, and she was off the floor for a while. She got to her fourth foul. Uh, but when they put her in the fourth quarter and she she lasted through overtime, she did not get that fifth foul. So I, I don't know if that was something Nell knew in the game because I would have I personally would have had Kubai try, try and attack her more down low, uh, but they didn't do that. So she was able to stick it out the whole way. Uh, combined shooting between Norea Hermosa and Lorella Kubai was five of twenty-two. Hermosa made one bucket the entire game. She also had a free throw, so she had three points. Uh, but it just it just took them a second to really get stuff going. Uh, Notre Dame, and because of that, Notre Dame dominated the paint. They were forty two. They outshot us, or they outscored Tech forty four twenty two in the paint, which is not what Tech wants to be doing is outside shooting. But they had to, and uh, they also out rebounded Tech forty nine to thirty five, which is a real rarity for the Jackets. Usually, that's between Kubai and Hermosa. That's and Stroutman even. That's just what they can own. But they did not. General narrative of this game: Notre Dame had control pretty much until late in the fourth. Uh, they had 10-point leads at the end of halftime and also at the end of the third quarter. And they were very good about keeping the lead in that range. I mean, Tech would get they would get some stretches where they'd be able to get a, get a string a couple shots together, but at some point or another, Notre Dame would fight. They'd get a good three up. Uh, they'd get to the line, something. They were always they were, they were doing very good at just maintaining the lead in the spot. But it was not a spot that Tech is unable to overcome, though. Uh, they, they've, they've come back from... They've had bigger deficits in the past this year. Uh, where they didn't exactly win because the deficits were so large, but they have had shown the ability to make a run when they needed to make a run, uh, and they did. And they did today. They managed to get the lead back in the fourth quarter late. Um, Sarah Bates and Lodemai seemed to really have a couple threes go together. Uh, whenever one of them made a three, the other was close behind, or it was coming soon. Uh, and them two, and the, and the two of them making threes was part of a four straight made basket stretch that Tech had to shrink the lead to four in the fourth quarter. It was a huge little run. Uh, and Hermosa came in for Kubai also in that stretch, which is I thought was just very interesting that they did that because uh, Hermosa was not playing that hot. And Kubai was at least a stronger presence and willing to be really, really physical. Um, I, I guess it's, there was some rest needed there. I'm not sure. But that was during that. So, But either way, they got, they got, they got the lead back. Um, Ilya Love made the layup with a minute 29 left that tied the game. And then she got blocked in the next possession to take the lead. Uh, and Dodson made a layup with 29 seconds left in the fourth quarter that put them up. So, uh, what, was that, what was that score? That got them to 61, I want to say. What is it? Yeah, they got them to 61. So that put them up 61-59. And then Mai then made her layup near the end, which eventually was the one that forced OT. She also got a steal on the defensive end because Notre Dame had, technically had last, ball, last possession. Uh, last feasible possession. There was a second left that Tech wasn't able to get a good shot off on. Uh, in overtime, Notre Dame made two straight buckets, which basically ended it. There, the four-point lead was enough. Uh, they, it got back to two because uh, Hermosa all a made her finally made her bucket, 
of the game. Uh, Mabry for Tech for uh, Notre Dame, excuse me, made a three, and then both Maya and Kuba got to the line, which brought it back to two. Um, and then when it was back to two, Notre Dame had the ball. Love was going for a steal and just hit the hand and just missed it. That put put Notre Dame at the line with just too much time, with not enough time for Tech to realistically come back without some, without a miracle, which did not come. And that just about did it for that game, and that's why Tech lost 72-66 to in this game. Uh, so that was Tech's fifth ACC loss, which puts us sixth in the ACC with three games to go, which is obviously not the ideal spot, but three games to go is good. These are all winnable games for sure. We're playing Miami next uh, at home. It's be senior night, so an important one to win. Uh, Miami beat the Jackets earlier this season on a, just a wild, wild game where they just barely pulled it out the win. Uh, and Dell was saying even, even our home games now, not because of the crowd or anything, but it's just so competitive in the ACC right now that home field home court advantage just – it's not a it's it's not as big of a thing as you may think. Um, at least at least from how she feels, um, she likes where the team's mentality is at. They're very mature. They get they just get the job done when they need to. Um, she was still saying defensively, there's that that's the biggest thing they still need to improve. I mean, that Tech was the best scoring defense in the country for a long time, and then just have not been able to hold teams down that much. I mean, tonight was 72 points. It was 84 in the game before, and it was a lot in the uh, against NC State. So it's been it hasn't been the same. Granted, they've been playing some tough, tough teams, uh, and it's shown. But they've been fu- they've been fighting in every single one of these games, except for North Carolina State, I'd say. Um, but well enough that they still are showing the ability to beat just about anyone they play, which is a big deal. Um, now they also they feel like they're getting better too, which my in the press conference afterwards noted. Nell felt said the same. Um, and at this point, okay, this is the weird theory I have. They might be losing at the right time, which is an odd thing to say because they actually don't want to lose at any point. But it just feels like they really might be because here's here's what I'm thinking. Some there are there there can be some positive losses in sports just to kind of help you rethink some things to help reshuffle the deck a little bit to understand where the faults are that'll help them win later. They're gonna have some ACC tournament games. They're gonna have NCAA tournament games, and getting these losses right before and while they're they're, they're play, the good thing is they're playing well but still losing to an extent. So I don't think it particularly is a bad omen that we're losing now because there's still a lot of positives coming out, but at the same time still learning some pretty good lessons about playing these tough teams when all they've got left is big games. And so when it comes to ACC tournament time, if they make the semifinals or the finals or whatever, it's not going to be a, it's not going to be mentally a huge hurdle for them. They they've played these kind of games. They know what to expect. They know to be tough, and they know what kind of toughness to expect. And they're seeing a lot of different strategies played against them as well. Um, Clemson did a swarm defense on my. Uh, today was, uh, last night was the zone defense. Uh, so teams are learning to adapt against Tech style, but Tech still finds a way to just stay in those games, even if, so so to say, the kryptonite was found. Um, so that could be just to be the, the fan of me trying to, real, trying to rationalize how this is good for the Jackets, but... Regardless, the team is in. The team is very good. They're worth watching. Please go see them. Their next game is this Sunday against Miami. It is the last regular season home game of the season. There is still a shot. We host NCAA tournament games uh, in March, so this may not be the last time this team plays in McCamish, but it's the last guaranteed time this team is going to play in McCamish. So please come. It's a two o'clock game. It's going to be great. A lot of we have a lot of seniors. It's going to be senior day. So come out there, enjoy the enjoy, enjoy a game, but also give some props to these absolutely amazing ladies who play really, really good basketball and give care about each other a lot. Uh, and Nell Fortner has coached them well. So 
let's give them their due. And with that, that'll do for this episode. We'll be back on Monday after that game. Of course, uh, the music, I mentioned this in a previous episode, but it's worth mentioning again. The music is done by Roman Candle, our friends of our friends of mine, the Matheny's. Uh, if you ever if you need a new band, Roman Candle's a good way to go. Um, there's some secret art, I think. So my brother made a made art for this podcast, um, but I think it's only visible on Podbean. So if you want to see some cool art, it's on it's on. Go to our Podbean. It's not going to be on Apple or Spotify. Uh, with that said, thanks for listening. <laughs>